everyone. Welcome to another weekly episode of Limitless Podcast, a place where we bring together global leaders in sales and marketing. My name is Sanjana and I'm the host of Limitless Podcast. Today, we are speaking with Tim Hughes, who is the CEO and co-founder of DLA Ignite. He's the best-selling author of two books, one of which is Social Selling and the other is Marketing. Let's welcome him. Hello, Tim. Welcome. To Hello. Hi. Great to see you. Really excited to talk to you today. Thank you so much for joining in today. You're uh, welcome. I'm really excited. Yeah, and I'm really excited about the conversation that we're going to have. Absolutely. Um, um, it, it's great talking to people. I, I'm very, so passionate about social and stuff that it's, it, I'm, I always love talking to people about it. All right. So Tim has been in the sales industry for the past 15 years and has seen changes that have happened in the sales industry then and now. Uh, he has seen the complete evolution of sales uh, beginning from direct mails, uh, snail mails, emails, and now social selling. So Tim, we are in uh, 2020, right? So where do you see the promise now? Um, I, I think that... Um... The, the modern buyer and, and uh, ourselves now are pretty bored with the interruptions that we get from people, mm -hmm. um, which is kind of the way that we've marketed since about 1930, which is where um, we arrive and we interrupt somebody and immediately tell them about what we do. And that's the same for advertising or cold calling or email. Um, mm -hmm. And we're making that transition away from that to, to permission-based permission -based, uh, marketing where we actually connect with people and, and we have conversations with, with them on social media. Yeah. Mm. All right. So when you say social selling, what does it mean? Um, social selling is really the, um, the, the change that we've had to make to impact on the modern buyer, the change as in what we do from a sales and marketing perspective. Um, you know, people, are not interested in um, being interrupted and um, what they want to do, what we can now do with social selling is that we build relationships with people, have conversations with people on, on social media. Um, and, um, and, and by building relationships and um, having conversations, ultimately we can sell things. Is it talking about what is social selling? Uh, can you also tell us what's not social selling? Uh, yes. Uh, what's not social selling? So you, you may have used social where someone turns up and immediately pitches to you. That's no different from um, what we've been doing before. It's just a, an interruption and, and a broadcast on um, on social media. It's like yeah. a cold call on a social network. Um, you know, what we try, what we need to do is actually build relationships with people um, our buyers are looking for experts and um, when they do that um, we need to make sure that we're looking like an expert on social otherwise um, mm -hmm. they'll bypass us and just see us as a spammer all right so you'll have to build a personal brand for yourself uh, yes uh, um, the the, pers the term personal brand can sound a little bit um, uh, difficult to create ultimately um, if we think ourselves all of us as, as shop windows um, and, you know, if you walk down a set of shops and look in the window and there's nothing there, then you'll just walk on by. What you need to do is you need to set out your um, the way who you are as as a shop window and for people to go. That looks interesting. And um, and for, for people then to uh, want to actually talk to you about what you do. Uh, yeah. So. Um, so, you know, that that's. You, you know, there's three things that you need to have for to, to, to for social selling. One is you need to have a personal brand, which is a shop window to the world. Social media is open 
365 days a year, 24 hours a day. And what yeah. you need to do is you need to, to present yourself to the world on who you are, your why and what you do. Um, that's very different from, say, um, somebody that, that will put out their CV um, mm. because you're not interested in that as a buyer. The second right. thing you need is a network. Um, so most people on LinkedIn have connections with people who are um, ex-employees and recruiters, and that's no use for you if you want to sell a market. So what you need to do is take your territory or all the people that you want to sell to and lift those up on the socials. And that requires you to co connect with people um, and build relationships with people on social. The third thing you need is content. And the reason why you need content is it shows that you're a uh, an, an expert in what you do. It's no different from you going for a meeting with a client and you have to explain about what it is that you're, why you, the evidence of why you, you, you are there and why that you can help them. And what you need to do is you need to make, be sure, making sure that you have that on social media, um, just as much as you may talk about it at a meeting. All right, so people don't want to, you know, uh, listen to uh, below the power line kind of people. So you'll have to appear like a decision maker. You'll have to be super professional uh, with the photos that you use. You know, also be open to engaging with other people uh, in, in the platform, right? Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't necessarily say um, um, you need to contact with all senior people because mm -hmm. there are people what, what quite often what we the one of the things that we teach when we teach people to connect on social is mm -hmm. that when you get a connection quest one of the things that you'll look at is the mutual connections that you have yeah. now um if someone senior sees that you're not connected to other people within the the company you may not get that connection request accepted. And um, generally what we suggest is that you need to, if you're going to connect to someone senior, you need to connect to probably 10 people underneath that person as well. So when, exactly. they, when they look at you, they go, oh, they know Steve and they know Sanjeev in, in, who, who worked for me, then therefore they must be a good person. All right, got it. So uh, as much of the B2B buying process, you know, continues to move online, uh, social networks have become fundamental to the success of uh, sales teams, right? So what's the value of social selling when it comes to B2B? Um, well, we now pretty much see social selling as the way to sell. Um, uh, we, we, um, you know, the feedback I get is that, um, you know, cold calling just doesn't work anymore. Certainly in Europe, after GDPR got implemented in uh, 2018, the yeah. ability to actually get through to people. Um, mm -hmm. The new version of um, um, uh, um, iOS 13 now actually blocks, you can actually block people calling you. It goes straight through to voicemail. And I believe that's the same on um, Android as well. So, um, you know, your ability to get through to people uh, is being blocked by both technology and by legislation. Um, and just we're seeing, uh, you know, we're not saying that it's dead, but what we're seeing is that the, 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 uh, the output of cold calling and email mm -hmm. basically getting less and less and less and less. And what we're yeah. saying to people is now is the time to make the jump to actually invest in social um, because at some point it will get to zero. And what you need to do is actually make the change and shift your budget to social now um, rather than, than than actually wait for it to, to, to go to zero. Uh, all right. So uh, when it comes to social selling, uh, who, who in the company owns social selling? Is it sales team or the marketing team? 
or or is it implemented you know holistically across the sales and marketing teams um it's a good question um mm-hmm. i'd actually say that um social selling um generally would be owned by sales sometimes mm-hmm. we see it owned by marketing at the end of the day it's the empowerment it's not about people doing it for you it's it's the empowerment of you to do it yourself so actually learning to social sell means that you need to learn a, learn a new skill um, and it also means that you need to take on certain habit change because you're going to be doing things differently than the way that you've been working before. Um, but the, actually, the, 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 the way that you uh, use social, which is have a personal brand, um, have a strong network and create content, can actually be used right across the business. And one of the things we teach organizations is whether you're in sales, marketing, human resources, uh, procurement, at the end of the day, one of the things that you need to be doing is actually uh, showing your culture out to people. And you do that because you want to sell things, because you want to employ people, because you want to get certain um, suppliers. It's, it's right across the whole of the organization. Mm-hmm. So, so it's owned by both sales and marketing team. Yes. Right. Okay. So, uh, as we spoke uh, earlier, every sales professional and marketing professional have started to realize the importance of uh, building a brand for themselves in LinkedIn or any other social platform. So uh, what's the right way to leverage our professional brand on social networks? Buyers are looking for people who are an expert. Mm-hmm. It's always been the case. Um, if you, in the days when, you know, um, before social, you go for a meeting and you would immediately say, I've been in this marketplace for, for um, 15 years. Exactly. Um, I, I, this is evidence of me, of why you should talk to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that should be on someone's LinkedIn profile. Um, so if you read my LinkedIn profile, and, and I recommend that people go to uh, my my LinkedIn profile, what you'll see is, not I'm not going to be telling you about my company and my products because you're not interested mm-hmm. um, what you're what you want to do is first and foremost is build a relationship with me which is understand who I am and that's about understanding my why um, so if you read my summary title on my LinkedIn profile it's not a, a list of products and services or, or who DLA Ignite is. It's, a, yeah. it's to give you a view about who I am, my belief systems, um, and, um, and, and, yeah, and, and, and who I am. It's only when you get to the, uh, the talk about the, the company that we actually talk about what, what we do. Um, and at that point, you should have invested quite a lot of time in my in my profile. So you 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 it's about pulling people in. So if you look at my summary title, it's quite different. Most people say yeah, it's a yeah. it, summary title. They've never seen anything like it before. That yeah. pulls people in and immediately creates conversation, which is what this is about. Um, and the, the the summary is about, as I say, about my belief system, and then we talk about um, the, uh, the company later on. All right. So when, when there's something uh, creative uh, in, a, in a form of a story that is written there, uh, people can also relate to that and begin conversations, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, I, yes, the, probably the best way to describe it is to, to say it's written as a, like a storytelling. Mm-hmm. And the way that I talk about my career history, um, I start at the bottom from my first job when I worked in a restaurant washing up right through mm-hmm. to what I do now. Um, and and it and it and it works as a story. And I have people coming to me, and they've read the whole lot. 
Yeah. Um, and um, and it's not about now. If I sit in front of you and say, um, "Oh yes, I did this job five years ago, and these are my these were my objectives," you wouldn't be interested. Um, yeah. What you would expect me to say is, "I did this job. This is what I got out of it. These are the things that I um, I learnt." And mm -hmm. that's what we teach people to do on their LinkedIn profile. So it becomes like a, a story. And again, it's about the person. So rather than it being a, a, a flat screen, this is what who I am. It's 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 like a three D image of ourselves, but on on social, um, and that enables people to to really understand the person and actually get to know the person before we even have a conversation or before we actually um, exchange um, connection requests. Exactly. So when I read your uh, summary, I was able to, you know, paint a picture of who you are. Uh, so if it was just, you know, a list of uh, accomplishments that you did and your career journey, I would not have been able to, you know, relate to your profile, right? But it was in the form of a story. So I was able to paint a picture of you, of, of who you are. And that is how I reached out to you. Yes. Right? Yeah. And uh, yes. And, and that's, that's the point, which is that, that, um, you know, we're creating a piece of content that will go out through our networks um, yeah. and then people and it will showcase you and it showcases me. Um, and, and that's what we what we, we're one of the things that we're trying to do. Um, you know, people, um, people then can actually see who we are and they go, well, I don't like Tim, which is fine. Not everybody may like me or they yeah. may go, do you know, when I sort out my social selling, I'm going to give Tim Hughes a call. And that's the point. All right. So when it comes to building a brand in, uh, in, a, in, the so, in a social platform, the first thing that comes to mind is building connections. So how yes. do we leverage the existing connections that we have to get introduced? One of the things that I would that, that you, you could do is, you know, if if you're if you're looking like an expert, so you have a personal brand. Yeah. Um, and you're creating content which is both insightful and educational so not corporate mm -hmm. content which says we're wonderful we're the best when um we're we're market leader because everybody says that yeah um you know uh, bmw says it's the ultimate driving machine now i don't think ferrari would agree with that um but um the thing is is that what we're trying to do is um uh, get people to come to our profile and then have this this conversation um, and by sending out connection requests, we can do, we can, there's, there's nothing wrong with actually sending connection requests to people that we don't, we don't know, mm -hmm. because there's nothing wrong in having a network where you're learning from people. Yeah. Um, so um, I publish content. Um, mm. Therefore, if you're interested in social selling, connect with me and what you'll do is you'll learn about social selling or follow me and you'll, you'll learn about social selling. So what we're trying to do is that we're trying to, um, I, in my network, I try and connect to all the people that I ultimately will want to sell to. Now, I don't connect and then pitch. What I'll do is I'll, I'll connect to them. And then, you know, I'll, you know, most people actually come and then talk to me because they go, I've never seen your, I've never seen a, um, a, a summary title like that. Um, mm -hmm. I, I'm actually having a CEO with a CR, CRM company. Um, um, actually, over the, there's a type. There was a typo on my summary, so he actually said, "Do you realise there's a typo?" So people will actually have conversations, and it's about going out, connecting with people, and then having conversations, and them seeing your profile and who you are and your beliefs, and them going, "I want to connect with that person," or um, "I'm I'm happy to refer that person on." 
All right. So how do we go about finding the right connections on social? The, so, so I have a number of uh, target account companies that I will, I will, I will target. Um, and, and then I look at the people that I generally sell to uh, people who are um, uh, sales leaders and um, marketing leaders. And I will basically connect to the people in, in those, um, those organizations. Um, what I would say is that if you don't invest in your LinkedIn profile and you look like a, a spammer, then you won't get people connecting to you. Um, we had a company we did some work for where they said that they sent, they connected to 250 people and nobody did anything. And they didn't do anything because the people that were sending the connection requests looked like spammers. All right. So now that we have everything set up in our journey towards uh, building our personal brand, so how can sales and marketing team go about operationalizing social selling? One of the things that you need to do is making, making sure that you're building it into uh, people's day-to-day -day routine. Um, quite often what happens is that people will, um, will want to do something, um, but in, in, in our daily lives, we're very busy. And the only thing that we can usually do is to, if we pick up something new, is to actually let something go. So what, what I would say is that you need to find time for social selling. Um, most people will, and we, we have people that come to us and say, you know, I've spent all morning making cold calls. And we say, how did that go? They say, well, I got nothing from it. Uh, and then they say they don't have time for social selling. It's like, okay, well, why don't you drop the cold calling and, and spend the time that you're doing the prospecting and cold calling social selling instead. Um, and, you know, I spend an hour a day doing prospecting. Um, creating content is prospecting for me as well. Um, and so, um, uh, you know, th this is about building social and the time for it into our daily lives. Mm -hmm. um, everybody that we teach usually will immediately um, take at least 30 minutes in their day every day to do something that's social selling related. And they're the people that get the best results. Um, we actually teach people how to create a content factory, which also helps as well, because then um, if anybody looks at the people who work for DLA, DLA at night, you will mm -hmm. see that there's a, there's a lot of content created because they everybody who works with DLA, DLA Ignite understands the value of creating the content. But also what it means is that we share the content as well. Um, and that um, creating a content factory enables you to scale the social selling um, across an organization or across, um, across the globe as much as you, as you, much as you need. All right. So you'll have to bring in social selling as, as a routine in your everyday work, right? Yes. So, so, I mean, I got up this morning and I, I was writing some, um, uh, I, I wrote some, a couple of blogs. Uh, yesterday we ran a, um, um, we're launching a new product for human resources. Um, so the guy that's heading that up, um, he and I basically spent the day creating content. So he, mm -hmm. so Giles now has all that content. He's now got enough content for, for him to put out uh, until June. So there's an, a good couple of months worth where we took videos and stuff. So, you know, creating right. content is all part of the prospecting process, as well as connecting with people, talking to people. Um, but you do need to spend time uh, and block time out in your diary to do that. Exactly. So uh, what's your view on this? Do you think social has changed the way we do cold calling? Uh, social has changed the world. Um, social media has changed society. Um, if you look at um, 
certainly in the UK, Europe and US, uh, you turn on the news, somebody's tweeted something or whatever. Um, we're having discussions about what's going on social. Um, and while you may not like that, it's the way that we live today. Mm -hmm. um, and social has changed business, you know, even from something very simple where um, when you uh, contacted me, I looked you up on social. Um, yeah. And um, uh, we then had a discussion on social and then we took that off social and, um, and we had that uh, we had an email conversation. Then we yeah. had a then we had a um, um, we had a, a Zoom call and we had a, a prep call to this. So mm -hmm. the, the, the key thing for people to remember doesn't, it, is that it doesn't mean that social selling means that everything takes place on social. The, I, if I get a conversation with somebody on social, I will immediately take it off social and take it onto having a, something like a Zoom call, I guess. Exactly, um, yeah. but, but the thing is, is that um, uh, the way that we live and the way that we work now is that social has changed everything. Mm -hmm. uh, and people need to get with the program and understand that uh, they need to start teaching people how to do social because, in fact, we find that most there are people in all organizations that are doing something on social. Mm -hmm. uh, and one of the things that people try and do is actually then block it. They say, we, we can't control it, so we block it. And what they need to be doing is training people. They need to be explaining pe people what good behavior is and what bad behavior is. The same as we do with uh, diversity, inclusion, sexual harassment, uh, health and mm -hmm. safety. We teach people what good behaviors and bad behaviors are. And we need to be doing that with social as well. All right. Uh, so do you have some case studies of uh, social selling success stories from enterprise companies? Yeah. So, um, well, there's a case study on, on my YouTube channel from Steve Rafferty uh, mm -hmm. from Ring Central, who um, I talk there's about a 20, 25 minute interview where we talk about uh, the, the benefits they had, both in terms of um, uh, the uh, prospecting uh, and the business that they've closed through using social as well. Um, and also um, one of the things that they've been using it for is recruitment. Mm -hmm. um, so um, Steve uh, needs to get some uh, new salespeople. So he wrote a blog and he saved something like 350,000 pounds worth of recruitment fees just by putting a, a blog up. That's just an example of how you can use content, um, not just within the sales process. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, we've got uh, a number of uh, case studies. Generally, what we're finding is that most people can get one lead or meeting a week by using social. So um, if you have, you know, four weeks in a month, that's, that's four leads and meetings. If you have a one in four win rate, then you should be winning an additional 10 deals a year on the basis that nothing happens in January and December, uh, January mm -hmm. and um, sorry, December and, and August. So, you know, people should be getting an additional 30% of incremental revenue and being able to shorten the sales cycle by something like 40%. Um, mm -hmm. And we find that happens in every time, every time we run the program, it's repeatable and predictable. All right. So, uh, thank you, Tim. A ton of insight. You're welcome. So this, yeah. This actually... don't, don't forget, that's my that's my social selling book as well. It's available on Amazon. Worldwide. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I saw that. Uh, I'll give the link to the books in the description when I publish this episode. Thank you. All right. So uh, this actually makes me think that you know when we can allocate 
budget to have you know higher social media marketers in our teams then we should we should definitely be blocking our time to you know invest in uh, building our personal brand and social selling right yes mm-hmm. absolutely i totally agree with you yes uh, so let's wrap it up with just one last question that i have um, i want to end this with you know a futuristic note so my yeah. question for you is what the future of social selling holds for b2b companies um it's a really good question i i i think um the i mean social is is social's not going away mm-hmm. um we're seeing um so what what we've done is that our vision always is that social can transform the whole of an organization not mm-hmm. just sales um we launched in september of this of last year um mm-hmm. our social hr program which is where we reimagined the human resources department in a social age um we've just signed our first contract for social marketing which is where we're redefining marketing in a social age um and we believe that therefore social can transform an organization from end to end whether it's uh sales marketing human resources procurement uh social can be used across the whole of the business so um and it's about a people and a process it's not about technology it's about a people and process and what we're seeing now is is this transformation taking place and people are now uh, are now ready for it and most people who work for organizations actually expect it all right all right so that was super insightful i actually got a ton of insights about leveraging uh, linkedin for social selling uh, so i'm just curious about this one before we end and we ask this question question in every podcast so do you and your team use videos in your uh, uh business activities and what role does it play uh we see video is really important um mm-hmm. it's we we use the written word and we use videos um mm-hmm. and uh you know because there are certain people what what you're doing when you create content is that you need to be um you need to be uh, assess- accessible to everybody that might want to buy from you and 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 we have to be realistic that some people don't read um and that sometimes actually having a video and a and, and a a podcast you know some people listen to podcasts when they're um commuting and if you're driving you can't read you might be ironing and you can't read or you know when you're so people consume content in different formats and and yeah. we see video is really important all right thanks much for this lovely conversation tim you sure have given us a lot to think about i'm looking forward to learning more from you um thank you so much for spending your time with me today you're welcome thank you thank you everyone for listening stay tuned to our weekly upcoming episodes with more sales and marketing leaders from around the globe we are on apple spotify and google just type limitless podcast and we'll show up and yes if you're there don't forget to subscribe until next week bye bye hey!